It's not even my favorite flavor, man. They ran out of Cherry Garcia, bro. I mean, you look like a fucking Cherry Garcia. Y'all don't like Cherry Garcia? I am big on sweets, but if I'm going to eat ice cream, it's going to be something that involves cookie dough. I like a cookie dough. Man, I I got introduced to Publix banana pudding ice cream, and if I was eating sweets, I would be tearing that shit up right now. That shit's awesome. That's not decadent. They have it right now, or is it like seasonal? It's seasonal. It might still, I think it's only for the summer, but they might still have it out. But that shit is awesome. This is a really good flavor too. Cannoli. If you like cannolis, it's really good. I do like cannolis. They have a cannoli for um, Ben and Jerry. Yes, sir. First of all, cannolis look like they're supposed to be sweet and delicious, but they're not. They're not. But I would think a cannoli ice cream is though. So, so like you, J. Joe, I'm not a big fan. I I like sweets, but I don't like it to be sweet. Like I don't like. I don't even like icing and shit. Like just give me the cake. You know what I'm saying? The cannoli ice cream is not that sweet. Yeah, because cannolis aren't sweet. They taste like ass and toes. <laughs> you like cheesecake? And that's fucked up. You like cheesecake? Yes, I do. Yeah, that, that is You don't like cheesecake? Cheesecake tastes like ass and toes, though? Cheesecake yeah, is awesome, though. But it all comes from the same, like... Dairy? Family, whatever they <laughs> Dairy? <laughs> Dairy, yeah, that's what it is. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's creamy, white and creamy. It's not even I the white it. creamy, it's just the cream comes from... Cheese? No, milk. Uh-uh. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I guess it's like whipped cream and ranch and cannoli, cannoli jizz, whatever the jizz they put in the cannoli. Cream cheese. Cannoli jizz, food. Hey, man. <laughs> What do you eat? You, you eat yogurt? No. Cottage cheese? No. I don't like milk. Yogurt is absolutely trash. I don't like dairy products outside of cheese and obviously ice cream and cheese. I don't drink milk. I don't eat cereal. When you walk through the garden, you gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track. If you walk with Jesus, He's gonna save your soul. You gotta keep the devil way down in the hole. He's got the fire and the fury at His command. Well, you don't have to worry. Satan, when the thunder rolls, we just gotta keep the devil way down in the hole. Welcome to With All Due Respect, this is Chef, and as always when listening to our podcast, just keep listening to our podcast, man. Tell your friends that you like our podcast, man. Like, you know, spread the word, show your love, um... We appreciate it. Met some new listeners um, over the past weekend, so it was very exciting. This is episode 145. Join. Did you forget? Did you forget what to say after the first part? Which part? 
you said like uh, when listening to our podcast, uh, just keep listening to our podcast. It seems like there was something that was supposed to be in between those two. No, I felt I, that's all I was going for. Oh, okay. Whoever whoever's watching the game uh, with the volume on, you know, I don't mind if you're watching the game during the podcast, but uh, could you at least respect the rest of us and watch <laughs> your television? Thank you. Yeah, well, they got the speech down. Right. I mean, I don't mind you watching it. I don't have a right. problem with that, but. All due respect, cut your fucking TV down. I got what you was doing. When, ev- when everybody knows who's off mute, but I, I don't know who's off mute with the dog in the back, but you know. <laughs> no, don't worry. We'll, we'll just up. wait. We'll just wait. That's okay. <laughs> Will with the white voice, what up? 5,000 Northside, Florida. It's your boy J. Joe. Do it like it's my B day. Right on. I do like this together mode, by the way. This is this is festive to me for some reason. Oh, uh, y'all still on together mode? Yeah, man. That's my shit. I, I didn't put it on together mode. I thought it. I know you had another option, but yeah, I'm still on together mode. It it, it makes me feel like we're together. Pause. That wouldn't even work the pause. I don't know because niggas be abusing it to me. Hey, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> now, everybody that, been now doing? that was worthy of a pause. Like, it, then a pause with it, like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> How's everybody been doing? I know we didn't pod last week, and don't really, I don't even remember what. Oh, it's fancy, fancy drafts. Things have fancy drafts, so we didn't pod last week. We kind of got to start with the guy who has braved a hurricane. Kind of got to. And there was, and and Jay, no, Jay no, that, that's no, 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 that's not why we didn't pod. I I pod through everything. That's not that's not why we didn't pod though. Yeah, right. no, no, no. I was saying we should start. The person who's starting should be the person. Are you okay? How's your shit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, Jay Joe. We can start with you. Oh, well, thanks, Will. That was very thoughtful of you. Uh, well, I'm good, man. It was um, I don't know. It was crazy. I almost didn't leave. Um. The hurricane came um, fast, faster than usual, and it grew larger than usual. Um, yeah, I'm looking at wood. I'm so proud of you. I was, I was looking at you, Daddy. I'm old. <laughs> so it should have it should have been an evacuation, but because of the way that it came, uh, the mayor was like, "It's too late. Uh, it would have ta- taken way too much." shit for an, uh, a mandatory evacuation. Uh, so when I got off work on Friday, um, I was like at a half a tank of gas, and that's when people started um, saying that, oh, I'm probably going to leave, blah, blah, blah. Because it went from like a one, and they were like, oh, I want to hit Slamfall, it's going to be a four. So niggas was like, oh, I don't think I want to be here for a four. Right. Uh, but when I got off work and I started heading home, I was like, all right, I get some gas just in case I leave tomorrow. Like, uh, got a Sam's card, but Sam's was like way too crowded. Like, it's like a two hour line. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'll find somewhere. Uh, every gas station I went was out of gas to my house. I was like, well, maybe that's a sign for me to stay my ass at the crib. Um, but then Saturday morning, I started getting phone calls. My mom, my sister, like, are you staying? You need to leave. Oh, France too. Uh, Hey, you, are you staying? You, you gonna stay? I think you should go try to find gas. Blah blah blah. Like shout shout out to Carla, 
I think she was one of the first persons to tell me to like try to go get gas. It's like ain't no gas anywhere. I can't leave if I don't get, go get gas. So she was like, oh no, I have this app called Gas Buddy. A nigga just got some gas down the street from you like an hour ago. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm at like a quarter tank of gas. I go to where she says the motherfucker's closed and has no gas. So I'm like, oh, damn. So the one thing I didn't want to do was be in <laughs> in a hurricane with less than a quarter of gas. I was like, well, nigga, I'm just going to park my shit and just ride this bitch out. But ended up getting phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. Um by the grace of God, I found some gas somewhere, um, and then I had to pack to leave, and I think I was talking to uh, 5,000, and I was telling him, man, I could preach a sermon, I'm not going to do it today, on having to leave uh, your home and packing your shit, knowing that your shit might not be there when you get back. Um, got a lot of titles of, the, of, of, of these sermons. Uh, one of them was, uh, when it's time to go, it's time to go. Uh, another thing is, like, what's important because you can't take it all with you. And that was that was one of the biggest things. It's like, well, damn, you just look at all the shit that you put, you paid for. You know what I'm saying? Just shit like your vacuum. You know what I'm saying? Your fucking air, air fryer. Just little shit that's like, oh, damn. This shit might not be here. But, you know, you got home insurance and that shit can be replaced. So then you start grabbing the shit that you know, can't be replaced, which is, uh, you know, cash, my dog's ashes and shit like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's just crazy how, how the shit is, man. And when you, if, hopefully you never have to go through that, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it took a toll on me, man. Cause you, you, um, you go through just like, uh, like my ex, you know, she lost all her shit in Katrina and it's just, you know, it's like, well, man, I, I got my father's records, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I just got these. I don't want to leave. I don't want these shits to get messed up. So I'm taking everything downstairs, putting it upstairs. <clears throat> um, just, you know, photo albums. It's like, all right, let me put this shit upstairs. So it took me another probably hour and a half um, to to leave. It's like four and a half hours to get out of New Orleans and um, ended up going to Nashville. But, <clears throat> you know, like I said, I'll preach on it later, but... I'm safe. The house ended up being safe. Um, friends uh, in New Orleans are safe. Um, so I'm blessed. We're happy that you're safe, man. Happy that it all worked out. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't lose your shit. So the air fryer is still there. The air fryer still, still there. Yeah, I lost a gang of groceries. And when I got back, I had to clean out the refrigerator. Why did you freezer. lose the groceries? Oh, because the power went out. Right, yeah, right, and yeah. that was the biggest thing. So, uh, I ended up getting power maybe a week after I left. Um, mm-hmm. Some people still don't have power. So, the worst thing being back is just like a, a, a food shortage. Grocery stores are closing like at five o'clock, and then like a lot of restaurants, like even fast food, Burger King, McDonald's, and shit, they don't have power. So, you know. You're out there eating uh, prison sandwiches um, instead of finding something I'd eat. I probably have eaten like frozen pizza like maybe every other day. So, but you know, I'm thugging through it. Yeah, man, that shit, that shit always sucks. Um, but it seems like you have a good, 
attitude about it, at least. So, you know, prayers up for you so everything gets better. Well, prayers up for everybody in New Orleans. And not just New Orleans, Louisiana, because really New Orleans didn't get hit with the brunt. It was the people outside of the levee system, um, yeah. like Homa and all those smaller places. So prayers to them. If you want to help, man, uh, you can go to like NOLA.com and see different ways you can help. I know. All right, cool. Well, what's how was how was your time off? I know you had a major milestone come up, so you know how was your how was your week been? Oh, it's cool, man. Just kicked it in the backyard, you know. Saying same old, same old. Yeah. So it was so. <laughs> Hell no, no, no. <laughs> we gonna listen. <laughs> we want to. We, 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 we want to deep dive. We weren't there. I felt like I was there. I saw that zebra short set. Oh, that man. zebra short set was excellent, by the way. I mean, I, you know, you, see, this is number the second time. That, sh- that short set was dope, man. As a lover of short sets, I gotta say that shit you changed the game with that. That's I appreciate did. it, man. I appreciate it, and I, hey, man, we're we're kindred spirits in the in the short set game, man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even have enough yeah. time to reach out to you. It would have been great to reach out to you. Say, hey, man, peep the fit, nigga, because I know you would appreciate a good no. short set. Did, do they have? Where'd you get it from? <laughs> Oh, uh, we could talk. We could talk about that offline. Oh, uh, right, cool. do they have it in men? <laughs> well played, well played, well played. <laughs> I, I, I was trying so hard to get in that double dutch conversation. It's, it's so all right. I, that. I, I, I liked it. Though. I knew something bad was coming. That's why I was <laughs> trying to keep it moving. <laughs> no, man. But can you? No, can you expound, man? Look like a, um, a joyous occasion. I like, was. I turned forty. Uh, this past week, roundable applause. Yay! I don't have that shit plugged up right now because I actually use some of the the podcast equipment for some music situations. So everything's not plugged up right now. Um, but yeah, so I was supposed to be in Miami because this the same weekend of my birthday was also Orange Blossom Classic, but Florida, Florida, and it's just too hot for for most people to go down to Florida and like be maskless with all of them type of people, man. And I hope people don't catch COVID and shit like that. Hopefully everybody was safe as possible down there, but I couldn't be there. So I was basically just going to chill for my birthday. Like, fuck it. I'll just get out when I get out. Um, but the wife was like, nah, fuck that. You're not about to do that shit. So we threw a, we threw a Miami themed, like, you know what I'm saying? party in the backyard you know well i mean we always throw a party in the backyard but this is like a miami themed party that was kind of a little bit above and beyond what we typically do so we got like uh bartender you know stuff like that people to cook so i didn't have to cook even though i still seasoned the meat and bought the meat but um somebody cooked the meat we had a big black ass nigga that was smoking weed in my my driveway uh cooking that's, that's very miami yeah it's very it's very miami nigga so yeah, it was a real good celebration. Um, but the short set, the short set was going to be there for Miami, so we not about to waste this short set. So the short set was brought out with the um, with the Bobby Womack. You know what I'm saying? It's got some sandals and shit. So yeah, it was definitely giving me a uh, freaky zebra. You know, like <laughs> if that's what you was going for. It yeah, was man. super cat daddy dog. And, like, I honored it. But it was cool. I think it was a step up from cat daddy. I feel like it was maybe Miami drug. Midi, midi, yeah, not drug kingpin, but like mid range. I got, I, I got right. very a lot of cartel references uh, from the fit. Um, I don't know if it was the cigar and the liquor with it or what, but I mean, to me, it wasn't even Cat Daddy. I mean, it's just comfortable as fuck. I don't know when comfortable became synonymous with Cat, with Cat Daddy, but 
I will older definitely. Older men do like do love comfort, you know. Well, so, I mean, so I I, th- I I think we're at that point, right, where we can appreciate a comfortable outfit, right? Like, I I don't want to go in the opposite direction and we're like the nut huggers, you know what I'm saying? Like some old men do, they go in the opposite direction and they got like Jordans, and Jordans are not comfortable shoes. With the motherfucking skinny ass motherfucking jeans, which are not fucking comfortable. With a tight ass fucking t-shirt. Like, none of that screams comfort to me. And I don't want to feel like that for my birthday. But, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Great time. Great time. Um, family, friends came. Kick it. Drank. You know. We need to do that same party again in another 30 days. But, great time. Thanks. Special thanks to my wife, man, for putting that together. Because a nigga like me was over it. I wasn't going to Miami. I was kind of bummed about it. And I was just going to say fuck it and just drink. But she made sure I didn't do that and made it very memorable. So shout out to the wife. Yeah. Shout out, man. Like, I know she, um, hit us up to make a, a tribute video for you. I don't know how into the final product. Bruh. Looked, but. Bruh. So like when I tell y'all, y'all made an old man cry. Like I literally, and I don't fucking cry. Nigga. Like I was like, I was, I cried. nigga. Like, Thank y'all for the birthday wishes. I literally was in tears. My wife was like, are you okay? Like, do you need to stop for a minute? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not about to stop. But it was, <laughs> it was touching, so, man. It was touching. So listen, so a nigga posted, right? It was like, hey, man, if y'all want to do the wood birthday shit, nigga, y'all got like 30 minutes and counting or whatever. And at the time, I, you know, I was, um, you know, still running from the, the hurricane so i was full of uh liquor and drugs at the time <laughs> and me 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 and uh jimmy wallets were going <laughs> you know tag tag team you and um <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man i'm gonna keep throwing these lobs over the goal <laughs> for good uh, so, but some pitches are too good to swing at man hey, man i'm gonna throw uh, my back out what they call Meatballs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man. So, when I woke up the next morning, uh, I was like, "Fuck, oh, I, I miss it." But, man, my my dedication was to you on the, you know, on the on the WADR page, man. I appreciate it. Bro. You know, you already know how, how I feel about you. Yeah, I, I appreciate, it. and I know if there's one nigga that does care, not saying that other niggas don't care, it's uh, it's J Joe. So, I ain't tripping. I appreciate the love, brother. <laughs> As it's, it looks so creepy the way that he just came up from behind the behind the the table there. Yeah. Uh, cool man. It was did, your weeks. That was it was straight, but the holiday for some reason threw me off. Like I thought it was Friday like three times this week already. So um, that's it. I ain't like literally uneventful, um, uneventful week really. Was it you in Miami? Yeah, but like for twenty four hours, like go to the game, go back home. So I didn't get to take in all the boats and short sets and all that. Oh, that's <laughs> that coming! Bad. Oh, that's coming! Huh? I said, oh, but that's coming. We got that in a second. But how was the twenty four hours, man? How was the game? How was the? It was cool. I was really glad I went because I got to see a lot of people. I'm not gonna say a lot of people. I saw some folks that I had not seen in a very long time, like a couple dudes from freshman year that I probably hadn't seen since like sophomore year or something. And so that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think that was my first time in that particular stadium. I used to, 
uh, really enjoy like going to different stadiums. Like when I was growing up, we take road trips and stuff, so that was always a big deal. Like seeing various stadiums, um, so that was cool. Uh, I heard yeah. it's beautiful, yeah. I'm, and I'm a Dolphins fan. I heard it's a beautiful stadium. Not that it's been renovated. It is. It really, it really is actually. Yeah. Then you saw the Formula One track outside. No, I didn't see that. It was raining when I was coming in. Uh, oh, but that would explain that I did. So you know, um, it's like a little catwalk that you go under or whatever, and that's probably what that was because it was kind of set up how a track. That makes yeah. sense. I didn't even know they had a track. Yeah, but that makes sense. That little walkway that I had to walk down. So that's probably what that was. But yep. So that was it for me. How was your weekend, Chef? Yeah, it was cool, man. Um, so we went to so a few things happened. I'm, I want to just go over those things. So I sold my car, which was a, a, a blessing, like a real blessing, because I'm never going to buy an American car again. Them motherfuckers hit me up every month um, for something, something broke, and it would cost like between 500 and $1,000 each time. I was tired of that shit, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to sell this motherfucker. I sold that car, and they gave me a little bit of money back, and um, ironically, when I was like, now nah, I need to find a car, I was like, I'm going to find me something, some old shit I could just pay cash for. I happened to find my um, my dream dope boy car, um, a 93 Acura Legend. So, <clears throat> it was owned by this old man in the sticks. He had that car for 24 years and was just like, oh, man, I've been the only owner. This car is perfect. <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> wasn't lying. So I bought that shit immediately, man. And um, just very happy to simplify my life. I feel like, you know, like you refer, referring to your short set thing, like I'm really all about discomfort now and simplicity. So <laughs> the more simple shit I can make it and, and comfortable, I'm all for it. So. That was that was cool. Um, and then also, you know, I was down in Miami um, as well, and it was just a cool weekend, man. I think it's just like the older you get, again, just certain things, just like kick with your niggas for a little bit, um, have some cigars and have some drink, eat good. Niggas was on a boat for a little bit. That was that was a that was a bit of a um, adventure. So I set up this situation for. Um, like I bought, like I got some boats and and people bought a fare to get on the boats or whatever, and um I set it up. Wait, you the actually? Wait, oh, you said that made it sound like you boats. bought boats, and then you charge things no. to get on your boat. <laughs> I mean, I don't own the boats. I mean, that's just what you said. I'm just, I'm but just. You, but you swipe, but you swipe your car. No, no, no. I didn't swipe my card. I didn't say that. I didn't say anything. I said I set up the boats and people paid to get on the boats. So um. So you didn't pay for the boats. You didn't pay for the boats and car. You paid for it in ass. No, you, like you said. I, you, know, you said I bought the boats. I mean, we can run the tape back later on. Right. He definitely said he bought the boats. Right. So I, I set them up. I set them up to be purchased. Okay. I don't know why this is an indictment. It's <laughs> not. Why does it matter? We just trying to get the facts Because you start off like I bought some, and then you like change it, but then you just said I yeah, bought you them. You said you bought anyway. some boats and then charge niggas fares. And like, oh, okay. Yeah, you you definitely shine on your friends. I didn't shine my friends because they the ones who paid for it. But you paid the most. No, I paid the least. Oh, so I paid you the same amount. Oh, no, no, no. You already turned it off, so you didn't pay shit. You just passed the the cost off to your friends. This is all untrue. Anyway, um, <laughs> got some boats. 
it was a cool little vibe, you know what I'm saying? But the problem is I fucked up because I booked I booked the wrong date. Oh. Yeah. It was supposed to be on a Saturday. And when I was talking to the dude, because I had like a wad of cash, I was like, yeah, man, I'm about to put this. Again. Right. Flex. Let's go ahead. I'm about to put this wad of cash into your, um, into your bank account. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure we go over all the logistics. And I was like, all right, everything sounds great, man. See you on Saturday. And he was like, I'll see you on Monday. And I was like, I'll see you on Saturday. And he was like, nah, nigga. I'm going to see you on Monday. Like, your event's on Monday. I was like, no, it ain't going to be on the road back to the crib on Monday. And he was like, nah. <laughs> Check. <laughs> My niggas don't read. And I was like, oh. And I looked at the contract. I was like, oh, shit. So after a nigga almost threw up a couple of times, I just talked to talk through it with this nigga, and we made it still happen on Saturday, thank God, because that would have been a fucking epic disaster, but um, man, it was cool, man. Everybody had a good time. It was just good to see everybody. I mean, it was a cool, different way to kind of get away from people and not be too close to people, but still kick it. So it was a great time. And the game wasn't all that, but you know, even that was a great time. I mean, we lost the game, but it was still a just a genuine good time to people. Real quick, when you check the contract, what did you look at? So here's the thing. What happened was... <laughs> right, because I'm saying like, <laughs> the first thing... I'm not... I'm not I, I, fucked, I, I fucked up, yeah. Because so, the thing is, I'm thinking... I had the conversation with the dude before he even sent the contract. I'm like, yeah, man. want to have a little get-together um, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be fun. Da-da-da. Uh, need a boat. And then we went from there. And then... I just assumed he listened to what I said instead of looking at the date. It was a huge fuck up on my part. Um, but the thing is, the only change they made was the boats left later. Like they were supposed to leave like early, like early in the morning, like around 10 a.m. Um, and we ended up having to leave at four. And he was like, "Actually, you know what I'm saying? I know you scheduled it for the morning, but really the afternoon is better because the sun goes down. It's not as hot outside and shit. It's just it's more chill." And he was right. Like I feel like it was a like it was like it just naturally happened the best time it could happen because it was cool as far as like the weather and all that shit. So um, I almost, I mean, it was a fucked up mistake, and I really felt sick to my stomach. But I think it was a a nice mistake to happen. Yeah, they say God takes care of babies and fools. So yeah, he's been he didn't take care of take care of my fools, yeah. So I mean, it's all good. I appreciate it. Um. But yeah, it was good, man. I just, you know, nice little getaway. But yeah, let's get into the shit. All right, so um, we haven't talked in a while, and over those past couple of weeks, um, a couple albums came out. So Drake and Kanye West um, respectively released their albums that have been a huge, there's been a huge uproar and, and anticipation for these albums to come out. Um, and there were delays and issues. I know Kanye was doing a weird ass concert series and Drake, he just wasn't doing anything at all. So all of a sudden both um, albums came out. I've listened to both of them to be honest. And I'll be quick with my opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm 
I've never been a Drake fan, and I think everyone knows that who knows me. Um, and then for Kanye, I'm not really big on Kanye either. You know what I'm saying? So I'll listen to Drake's album. I'm probably not going to listen to Kanye's album, but I just, you know, I guess it seemed like what I, what I would have expected. What did y'all um, think about the albums? So I'll give my short opinion too, because I know JoJo is going to uh, do his thing. So I like Kanye. I'm a big Kanye fan, and I'm a big Drake fan. However, I'm not huge. I'm not largely over the moon about either album. I think Drake has some tracks. I think Kanye has some tracks. Um, the whole Donda chant was a little weird. That was a little off-putting. Um. But I mean, I really like I really like a lot of his tracks. The production is there, of course. I mean, it's Kanye. You're gonna have the fucking production. But half of that shit, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I mean, some of the some of those are emotional outbursts. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, Drake is more of the same with Drake. It sounds like Drake music, but it's nothing like over the top, right? It's nothing that's like, oh wow, this is fucking it. Um, really, the bigger thing about the two albums to me are the takes after the fact, right? Like. I think they're cool albums. I'll probably put some tracks on a playlist, but I'm really more interested in the takes that other people have about the albums because, I mean, we've got full-blown think pieces and shit about Donda versus... What the fuck is it? Certified Lover, Lover Boy. Boy. Uh, versus Certified Lover Boy. I didn't know that they were both in competition with each other. I thought we were just putting out fucking albums, but apparently that's not the case, and everybody hates Drake, and everybody hates Kanye, and it's like a back-and-forth type of situation. Yep, you just, you said a mouthful, man. We turned everything into a battle now. Like, nobody said that shit was supposed to be a battle, but that's what I'm noticing too. A lot of thing pieces. It's still in the cooling period for me, so I haven't really right. listened. I did hear the beginning of Donda, and forgive me, because I did not know that was Kanye's mother's name. So, the chant didn't, uh, I guess, affect me, for lack of a better word. I just thought it was strange, and when I, I was like, "Why do you keep saying Donda? Like, what is Donda?" And they was like, oh, "That's his mom's name." I was like, "Oh, okay." So I understood why people felt like that after the fact, but um, yeah, all the like musical geniuses who never even played a fucking plastic harmonica at a three-year-old birthday party, like talking all the shit. I'll wait till that dies down. Yeah, I do like that Kanye gave us a little something different, like well. And these are part of the takes. Most people said that most of the Drake tracks do sound the same, which they, I mean, they, they kind of do. But I do appreciate Kanye. He's giving me some, unlike maybe some of my 808s. Like 808s largely sounds the same, but I love 808s. It's probably my, my favorite Kanye album. But he's got like, he gave me a little bit of dubstep. He's giving me some, some gospel. You know what I'm saying? He's giving me some Chicago. I do like the diversity in the production where it's not just like one like theme throughout the entire album. I do appreciate that. So someone said it was a gospel themed album, so it really wasn't like that. No, no it's still a gospel album. I mean, yeah, yeah it's still God is the center, but it's not as okay. in your face as Jesus Jesus is King. Was that the one before right. that? Jesus yeah. is King. And every song is like a every song isn't like a gospel song or like a gospel whatever the 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 Y'all, y'all know what the fuck I'm. Uh, what it is? The song composition is not like a gospel song. Every single track, right? Okay, okay. So don't feel super churchy. Just no, content right. spiritual overall. Right, right, right. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm. 
Um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, since y'all shat on think pieces, I guess I'll just throw mine all the way and all the research and everything that I did uh, for this no. segment of the podcast. Uh, no, man, let's go. I don't think that niggas, I, you know, I never played like a wind instrument. I mean, I played the violin when I was younger and like percussion in high school. So I don't know if that counts in. 5,000 as niggas who can talk about uh, no you I mean you know you know music I know you know music so that's fine <laughs> no man so uh, first listen of Kanye um, it took a couple days for me to get through the whole thing um, so what I will say is that initially I I really didn't fuck with it for a couple reasons um First of all, it's too much. Like, I wish he would have edited it. it. Um, but everybody keeps saying, like, oh, it's supposed to be two. It's supposed to be a double disc, right? But we don't have discs anymore. So now it just looks like 29 songs, right? Um, it was different when we used to get, like, All Eyes on Me and you listen to the first album and, I mean, the first CD and digest it. Then you listen to the second CD and digest it. When you have it all together, it's just kind of a run on. Um, because Kanye has this gospel theme to it or spiritual theme, he uses organs a whole lot in the music. Like, it's hella organs, nigga, on like hella songs. And they work in some for me and they don't in some for me. Um, I hate, I hate that Kanye started singing. And this goes back to 808s and Heart 8s. Um, you didn't like 808s? You're not an 808 fan? I man? hate it. Nigga, it sounds like, 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 a, it sounds like emotional Robocop, nigga. I don't want to hear emotional Robocop, nigga. Robocop's supposed to kill like, enemies. Um, there is a song called Robocop. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I under—I don't understand. But I know that a lot of people love that album. Um, and it think that's his like, best work. That's just not me. Um, but I just... Kanye sings a lot on this album, and I can tell like he has taken singing lessons and he sounds a little better, uh, but I, it's still too much, right? Um, the features on the album are really good, but I feel like that nigga is more like a DJ Khaled. You know what I'm saying? Like the songs that he has people on is like their songs, and he's just there kind of producing it and arranging it or whatever, which... That's not what I'm looking for, a Kanye album. So those are just a couple of things that I like didn't fuck with. But as I sat with it more and I listened to it, um, it's a it's a lot. Of, I'm not say a lot, but it's quite a few songs that like I fuck with. And I think that Kanye makes music for like um, he makes stadium music. So it's not really made for like in your car. It's made for like like it's theatrical it's like made oh. for like movies almost i thought you, you know what i'm like, saying like, who I let the dogs out or something i didn't know what you meant by stadium music gotcha yeah that's not what i meant by stadium. <laughs> but like watch watch i'm gonna pre- but like with all the crescendos and decrescendos like what? In his boy music, talk your shit king <laughs> um it's just it's just for big moments so like riding in your car is not really you're not really going to feel it like that. But, like, if you're going through different emotions and different songs that go to emotion, and, you know, I'm a man of the cloth, so, you know, anytime I can get some inspiration on some 
what you say dubstep is that the same as like edm or uh, i think i think it would be a subset of edm yeah um you know i fuck with it and i think that this will grow on people uh i think what they were looking for was more of like old kanye which we're not going to get but this was closer to old kanye than maybe the last two projects that he's put out so I mean, I'm happy with a Kanye album. Out of twenty something songs, I could definitely, like Wood said, make a cool eight songs and make make it the album. Uh, as far as Drake's album, um, I, I think like the consensus is is it's a Drake album. Like he he hits. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like nothing really awesome, and there's nothing really bad. It's like easy listening music. Like it's easily digestible. Yeah. Uh, to the ears you know what i'm saying sonically it's cool um he's gonna say a whole bunch of quotables um and i think the fact that drake can tap into his feminine energy um a- appeals to women and men definitely women because they like the sensitive side some women and men because drake says some shit that like niggas are thinking but we'll never be able to say you know what i'm saying like I, you know, I seen you hug that nigga in the club, and I know them type of hugs, because I used to hug bitches, I used to, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit that niggas can't say, but probably it's crossed their mind, you know what I'm saying? You fell asleep with your phone up, your phone rang, and I peeked up. Like, shit that niggas would never admit (laughs) to do it, Drake could just say seamlessly. Um, So, yeah, Drake is cool. He he wraps his ass off in a couple songs, and some songs he kind of just mails it in, and it's just a cool song. He hits... Uh, you know, back to back Memphis, Memphis beats, and then he hits like back to back Texas beats. So he's he's getting something for everybody. He has like a Afrobeat song, so it's like a Drake album. He's gonna give uh something for everybody, um, whether you like Drake or not. It'll still be like playing in the background at a party or a strip club or whatever the fuck. So. Both of them to me are just cool. Like, so, you know. so one take I heard a lot of people kicking around, and it was Kanye gives us an album based on how he feels, like giving us a window into his soul, and Drake kind of just gives the people what they want, right? Like he doesn't really speak about how he's feeling, but he kind of just gives people what they want, kind of like what's what's hot right now or what's trendy. Do you agree with that? And does that even fucking matter? Uh, was well, subjective. So yes, I I think that Kanye is more introspective. So I, especially with this album, um, I think he took his time with a lot of things when it comes to probably why it took so long to come out. Um, I feel like he when he did rap, he rapped better than he has been rapping, and I feel like he really was dedicating this to his mom. So I feel like it's, a lot of it really came from like his soul. You know what I'm saying? And all the shit he's been going through. Kim, kids, divorce, money, blah blah blah. Drake, yeah, he he'll he deals in the like now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, all right, what's hot now? Okay, Tootsie Slide. I'm gonna make it dance. All right, Afro beats. Um, you know, what's his name? Take key, whatever beats, Memphis beats. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take it there because I know niggas gonna be just dancing on the internet. Like, just yeah. I mean, he. He he knows how to market to his crowd too. So yeah, I agree. I think that Drake, he's more. 
for now. But he, sometimes you get a. I think that Drake used to be more introspective, like early Drake. Like he talked about his feelings, but now I think he's just like, I don't know. Let me get this money. So, so I'm going to ask that you to dig into product now. Yeah, that's true. But I think he, I think he's always been a product. I mean, that's I think that's Drake. I think Drake turned himself into a product. I think he was a product. For yeah, yeah. It's not like oh, he ever yeah. sold his soul. He never had one. He's always been trying <laughs> to get on, and whatever that the people are feeling at whatever particular time, he's going to do that to get on. I mean, if you just follow his albums throughout his career, his albums are kind of a mirror on what's trendy um, in uh, in music. But JJ, you did bring up a point that I do kind of want you to lend some of your musicianship to. You meant you mentioned Memphis Beats, right? I don't. Uh, I, I don't think most people know what a Memphis beat is, man. Like, what is a what's a Memphis beat? Like, what's a song that if like, hey, if you want to know what a fucking Memphis beat is, this is a fucking Memphis beat. And what what does that come with? Um, that's a great question. Um, you get a lot of uh. A lot of hi hat. A lot of times, like I can hear me doing that. Um, you get a lot of. It's not really a lot to the beats. So um, if you listen to Juicy J and like DJ Paul, like early stuff, uh, a lot of the beats would just be what the, what what's dun dun. It should be a uh, maybe days of my last thing. It's um, like chords. I can, I can tell you if they're major or minor chords, but you got like just chords, yeah. consistent chords. It's not a lot to the beat, but you you get a lot of a lot of hi hat in it too. A lot of synth to it, like a synth right. sound to it. Right, that too. Yeah. So one one song he has, um, you can hear the it's a it's a it's a redo of like. North Memphis, South Memphis, Westwood, Orange Mound. North Memphis, South Memphis, Westwood, Orange Mound. Right? So it's the same as like, to the club, nigga, to They're the club. It has that. And shit. Right. Lots of, right. But, it, but the, it's like the music is chanting, even if you don't hear the words. Right. So like the lay it down, lay it down, you get a lot of re- repetition, I guess I'd say. Oh. That helped. He, Anybody? You said you said who's who who was the dude that does the Memphis beats? Is he from Memphis? The producer you're yeah. talking about? Uh, Take Key, I think that's the, the nigga name. I know who you're talking right. about. I know. Right. I, I think that's. It. But it's a couple niggas from Memphis uh, who are who are doing uh, beats. Uh, um, I can tell you right now, but that one was actually just an old sample from, like I said, uh, DJ Paul and uh, Juicy J, which you hear. Um, and a lot of, I mean, pretty much all JCJ and DJ Paul songs have a little hint of that uh, that Memphis shit in it. For our next our next bracketology, we need to do uh, regional sound brackets, not songs, not albums, not artists, but sound. So like you saying like Go Go like versus West. Bounce versus Go Go Bounce Bay Area South Bay versus Area, SoCal. yeah Memphis Chicago. Yeah, man. I like that. Florida. We got to wait till March for that? No, we don't. We could do that whenever. Which yeah, one are we talking like about? That. Are we doing like... I mean, we could, we could sped do... Up, sped up uh, base? Or... We could do multiple. We, we, if, there, if there's a region to it, you know what I'm saying? Hell, we could do Texas Screw versus Tampa Screw. 
Mm, I don't know what Tampa Screw. I don't know what's idiosyncratic about Tampa Screw, but I never knew uh, the per- the purpose of Tampa Screw. I I was like, do y'all do syrup down here? I don't think so. They just thought that shit sounds sweet. Right. Oh, and it might just be to combat the fast. Yeah. What I really need to understand is Detroit Bay versus Bay Bay. What is Detroit Bay? Niggas from Detroit like have hella songs that sound like they're straight from the motherfucking Bay. I do. You talking about like rapping off beat type shit? Like, uh, no. Like, who's the who's the dude? He's a. Uh, He's a crip. I think he's from Detroit. Um, tell about the nigga. Uh, after the telly, after the thing. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. Told I was homeboy. Six miles, six miles. Pick her up, pick her deck back down, knock her teeth out. But he's from like Kentucky or something, ain't he? <laughs> no, I think no, from nigga. Detroit. I think yeah. Detroit. So yeah, that's the point. Like, why does he Remember sound Hell like? Roy? Why does he sound <laughs> like he's from fucking <laughs> California? Like. <laughs> He stole that shit from the jewelry store. And they shot, you know, they shot that nigga auntie. I was like, that nigga was telling too much. Oh, yeah. Damn. Who's the fat dude? Who's the fat dude that's, that be that's, on? That's, that's, that's the fat about. dude. I can't think of his name right no, now. That, no, that, no, no, no. You're, no, that was T Grizzly. T Grizzly or whatever right. you were just T. singing, Grizzly right? Fat, ain't no, yeah. I'm talking about the other fat dude who, like, actually raps with, like, donuts. Nigga from D12? No, he's a he's a young fat dude. Um, oh, oh rapper, uh, they, they, the, the nigga he, he got a song with um uh what's, some, what's Tyler the Creator? That fat nigga is his name like Mosum? I don't know, nigga. Oh man, what is? I'll I'll find that shit in a minute. All right, y'all. Go oh, all right. So say, all right. So since we're talking about Kanye's album. So, out of the, the petty camp of Drake, uh, he release, release, releases releases um, a song that has an Andre 3000 verse. Um, and has everybody heard that verse? Come on, the, the Kanye verse on the Kanye song? Yeah, well, the Andre verse on the Kanye song, yes. Yeah, I heard it. Hey, boy. Got it up. I'm listening again. That shit was beautiful. I, I cried a little bit. Um, would use all our equipment that we paid for with our good hair and money for his party. So, um, I guess everybody have to listen to it on their own if they haven't heard it. So, I think I woke up maybe, maybe it was a Sunday or something, and I heard a clip. And I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I think Andre is one of the best rappers of all time, top three. Um, and this thing is just talking about like um he's talking to Kanye's mom in heaven asking her that if she sees his mom in heaven to give him a sign let like let him know something uh cuz he's trying to hear from her and he's questioning like is there even a heaven it might just end here because it seems like if there was a heaven God will let you reach out to me. And so then he goes into the, well, maybe you have reached out to me through a, a baby's laugh or uh, a blade of grass that, you know, made me, you know, get up and eat itch. So he just got really introspective 
And yeah, I think I I held back tears like um it just was it just was deep and I think that if anybody's lost anybody like that they really cared about like you've always wanted that whole like damn if I had one more time chance to talk to them or you know if, you know I wish they would let me know they're okay like just just different shit that goes through your mind uh all during this um this verse uh so that's that was the first emotion second emotion was like well damn is Andre okay um, mm. because in the verse like once you start questioning God or if there is a God if there is a heaven um, and asking like damn mama you need to check on your son like he might have been giving us breadcrumbs that he's not been okay for some while now you know what I'm saying niggas just going to random ass Kroger's and playing the flute <laughs> and <laughs> in the motherfucking uh, poultry section or whatever so it's just Nigga, we might need to check on our dog Andre Three Stacks, but it also thank you. No, I no, I, I didn't ding you. I was right. just making sure that we we were good. All right. Um, but it's I've, I've talked this talked about this before. The difference between like junk food and like soul food, and like that was literally like not literally that was like soul food like we listen to all this other bullshit and you know not saying that drake is bullshit but you know a lot of it is just fluff it's just to get the party going it's just a something you put on when you're getting dressed and you want to go holler at some chicks or chicks want to go have drinks with their friends and shit like that but this nigga was really speaking from the soul and it's also what i missed about kanye's album like why wouldn't you have like Kanye is pulling a Drake. He's trying to be hip. And with this album, it seems like, man, if you could pull, a, get a verse from Jay, you can get a verse from Andre. Why not get a verse from Most Def? Why not get a a verse from shit, uh, Bun B? Fuck, Big Crit. Somebody, somebody. You know, you have relationships with Ti. I don't know if niggas on this Ti right now. Um, but if you had a more mature album. Instead of trying to reach whoever, if you were really trying to make a dedication to your mother, you should have had a whole album full of shit like this instead of, you know, Lil Durkio and Fabio and other O's and other Lil's on there. Lil Babies and shit like that. That's my thing. So a lot of these niggas been talking about how these are, how Drake and, and Kanye are artists and how they're like, their artistry is this, that, and the third, okay? And this was an artistic triumph for Donda was, was that and all that. So here's the thing. The old, like, nigga getting old. Like, I've gotten to the point where I have to hear some, like, the music has to have something that makes me feel something in my spirit. Like, I need to feel something soul. Like, it has to touch my soul, basically. It has to be something deeper than some, anything superficial at this point for me to even really listen because that's what I'm on nowadays. That's, that's, that's just what it is. So I know, like we were saying, like, Drake's been a product. Drake, the problem I have with Drake is a few things, right? So I don't think he's, I don't think he uses, he uses the same, uh, like, when I hear 50-year-old white people say Drake's the best rapper alive, that tells me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I literally heard Bill Simmons say that 
on his podcast today about sports. I'm like, Bill Simmons, I don't need you to say Drake's the greatest rapper alive. But as, like, that's what he is, though. He's a, a product for white folks. He's a pop star. And he used the same formula to both of y'all's points um, to produce albums. Like, and it's, 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 it's boring. It's, I mean, it, it's consistent. It'll get you money. Um, but it's, it's not artistic. Um, Kanye, to your point, J. Joe, like he hasn't done, he, he does things, well, he does things that you would perceive as artistic because he makes it seem like he, he's deeper than he is. But that shit's a product too. He's a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? But then I see people like Andre 3000. This nigga, I mean, every time he puts out a verse, it's an event. I think the last verse I heard before this one was the one on the last um, Anderson Pac album. And that shit was amazing. Like every time he comes out with a verse, it, 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 it it's introspective, it's deep, it speaks to you, and he and that's what makes him to me an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather hear more from him than the Drakes and Kanyes of the world because I don't think they're giving me anything useful um, from an artistic perspective. But that's also part of the artistry with with three thousand dollars. He, you don't get music. Like we don't, we're not getting yeah. an album. I mean, are we ever gonna get an album? Like, what's what's going on? You know what I'm saying? But the scarcity of his music is what adds to the artistry. That's a part of his product. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, the the legal shit or whatever the fuck goes on with that too. But I mean, that's a part of his product. You feel me? Um, Drake is gonna be a volume shooter. We know that he's gonna put out more product than three thousand. But I think, I mean, it's the conversation that we have when we do verses every time, right? I mean. What makes you the best rapper, right? To some people, the best rapper is the biggest rapper, right? Drake probably is the biggest rapper on the planet. I don't think there's a bigger rapper on the planet than Drake. Um, they may think that that's the best rapper, you know what I'm saying? Well, when you get into the artistry, you can pull up 3,000 or whatever the fuck it is, you know what I'm saying? It really doesn't. It depends on what the fuck you call the best rapper alive. But just to say in subject, BFB the Pac-Man is the nigga. He's from Flint, Michigan, and he does songs that sound like they're from fucking Cali. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of Top Authority? Are they from Michigan as well? They're from Flip, Michigan. It's okay. Do they sound old, like Cali music? I no, no. It's an old, older uh, Flint, Michigan uh, group. Somebody, somebody out there, get it and and appreciate. Anyway, well, we're already about to go down a Memphis. We're about to go down a Memphis and Detroit Bay rabbit hole after this episode. That's that's what's on the menu for the listeners. Oh, you know what? Okay, so. Damn, now that you bring that up. So the first time I heard RBL Posse, right, uh, from the Bay, um, don't give me no Bammer weed, is when I was in Detroit. Um, strangely enough, they that was like the hottest song at the time when I was in Detroit. And my homeboy stayed down the street from uh, Aaliyah Auntie House. But that's another story in Detroit. But yeah, so I guess Bay and Detroit might have a connection. It's a, it's a couple cities that have weird connections with other cities. Um, Cleveland's got a big connection too, don't they? With who? The Bay? Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what. Never mind. I'm talk about Cleveland on this. I got some Cleveland black backlash from, uh, from shit uh, Chef said a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to leave. How did you get the backlash? Because I'm on the podcast with you. And they be like, we hating on Cleveland. On the podcast, yeah, Cleveland Hive is real, boy. Yeah, out to Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with y'all. Just don't fuck with y'all city. What? Exactly. See the double down. <laughs> um. 
So we done. We done with. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm done, done, man. I'm done. I'm sorry. I mean, let me. Nashville has a. Uh, like when E40 and the Click were coming out, a lot of niggas from Nashville listened to that shit too. I don't know. Maybe. It um, was big in Indianapolis too. They played E40 on the radio. I don't know. They played E40 on the radio in Chicago. Well, New, Nashville, New Orleans does too. Like when DJ Jimmy came out, that was like the number one song in Nashville. And then like when Cash Money came out, they kept coming to Nashville for whatever reason. So I don't know. It probably has something to do with drugs. Um, <laughs> niggas put Indianapolis and in how you do that there. Speaking of crazy. speaking of drugs and verses, not verses like, like rap verses. Uh, Kendrick popped his head out of the rabbit hole. Um, oh yeah, while we had been potting, and that nigga sounds like he's ready to rumble. So this is a podcast. I'm a Kendrick fan, and uh, I think he's about to. Um, Get get busy, man. <laughs> Is he about to give us some like super artistic album that I'm not able to understand unless I've like listened to classical for five years beforehand? Like I I I don't want that. Okay, I know. Oh you, yeah, you don't fuck with Kendrick. I know you Kendrick heads. Y'all like, ooh, well you 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 can't feel this shit unless yeah, you like you walk with Jesus or something. It reverse underwater. Nigga, yeah, like it's always some bullshit. I'm like, if I got to do all of that to like appreciate his, his music, then his music is trash. Oh, you don't fuck with Kendrick. No, I fuck with Kendrick. So you Kendrick. With like, no, I fuck Crit Kendrick. My fault. No, I'm talking about Kendrick. I fuck with Kendrick. I I like like Good Kid, Mad City, and then I like what is it, Section 80 or whatever. And then we started to trend away from that. We got and it was cool. What was the was it to Pimp a Butterfly? Was that? yeah, Pimp a Butter. And, and that had that had some jazz Pimple in there for me. That has huh. Boy, you on Tampa slow down right now? Right, that nigga. Oh, definitely my on Tampa. My Not you. Battery yeah. started going. Oh, that nigga battery started going dead. Everybody <laughs> might want to plug your <laughs> laptop. To Pimper Butterfly started to transition. It became more musical. They gave me some jazz and shit like that. But it was also going down. I liked Kendrick as a rapper. I don't need fucking the Miles Davis version of Kendrick, right? And that's what we're starting to get. And I don't want that. I don't like that Kendrick. I need rapping Kendrick talking about Cali shit and Laverne or whatever the chick's name was on Good Kid Mad City. I want that. I don't want some super cryptic shit that I need a decoder box to understand or appreciate the music. That's not what I want. But again, I mean. I know. My eyes aren't open. I'm not. I got it. No, no, not that. It's just like as part of like what you get with it Mike you don't know what and I think that's part of his draw is that you don't know what this album is going to be this shit could be hella artistic this shit could be nigga 80s gospel country who knows what this thing is going to be doing but this nigga has a lot to talk about and I mean his, his first verse coming out was fire and it didn't seem like he was even trying that hard to be that cold so um to me, I put him in the same category as uh, three stacks. Ooh, so ooh, oh, oh, oh! I said it, man. Nah. I'm gonna stand on it. Nah, Kendrick's not, um, Kendrick's not top ten. Um, no. not I, no. not yet. No, but you wouldn't have said. Uh, I, would I have, mean, but at I, the time, 
at the time, well, Andre was right. ASAP Rocky's not a top ten rapper yet. (laughs) (laughs) Neither is. (laughs) There's a lot of niggas that ain't top ten yet. (laughs) But how many? How many niggas you talking about have at least one classic album? So you can argue. Niggas can argue. You can't. He has at least one classic album. He he had niggas will say two. You can argue three. No, I, I, three is not an argument. Three is not an argument. Three is an argument amongst Kendrick fans, right? Two. So the, the the way I do the math is, I give one artist, you get a reasonable doubt, and you get a classic, and then we can start the conversation. All right. Does Kendrick do, does Kendrick have a reasonable doubt? Good kid, yeah. Mad City. Good kid, Mad City. Is uh, reasonable well, doubt. I consider that I I consider that his classic. Nah, his classic is damn. Yeah, no. according to people. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna do that with y'all. So you don't, you don't fuck with damn. I, I think, it, I think it's a cool album. It's not a classic. Okay. Well. I think "To Pimp a Butterfly" is his best album. Like I love. Again, to Pimp a so again, a lot of niggas will say that "To Pimp a Butterfly" is a classic. That means, but again, and that means it's wrong. If two of y'all motherfuckers <laughs> is in an argument together and y'all can't figure out which one is the classic, then the shit ain't a classic. You can't have more than one classic. You could have more than one classic. You can, but so most. But, 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 so how many classics? But most classics. But most classes we don't have to. But most classes we don't have to argue about. Yes, but the do. thing is, because niggas don't fuck with people. Black. think Good Kid, Mad City is is the album, but there's there's a Section eighty group too. It just depends on. I think it just depends on the person. I think that's what makes him such a good artist because he, a lot of people pull different things from him. But he has at least one classic album. Oh, in I, your I, opinion. I, I, oh, I, I will agree with I, that. He has at least one classic album, but one classic album doesn't make you top ten. Okay. Um, again, I'm not saying that everybody's gonna put. I said that's where I put this nigga is uh, Andre three thousand. When I said I put him in an Andre three thousand <laughs> box, I'm saying that his artistry and like his way with words is like that. That's what I was saying. I wasn't saying that he is Andre three thousand. Andre um, 2000 probably has songs that we will probably still be listening to in another 30 to 40 years. I don't know. I'm not saying no to Kendrick that we have songs of his that we will be playing in 30 to 40 years. I said I just don't know if we have them. Andre 2000 has songs that I know we will be listening to in 30 to 40 years. That's a that's, a, that's and, an interesting point because I would say that a lot of the newer artists don't have that type of music that stands the test of time. But that's because we got that music in a different era. So when we got Outcast music, nigga, we had real fucking compact disc players. And you use your good 1999 to choose that one to listen to and your fucking Acura Legend or your fucking uh, Maxima, whatever the fuck you was driving, and you sat with it and you learned the words. We get so much music from everywhere so fast that we don't even sit with Good shit. Like it was at one point, I was like, "Man, ain't no good R and B out there, nigga." It's so much R and B out there, nigga. I can't keep up with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I I hear about a new motherfucker all the time, and I be, like, "Oh damn, I fuck with this shit." You know what I'm saying? So, but that's why that, that's just, why it's so hard to rate a classic. I mean, but at this rate, we get a classic every year. Everybody, everybody puts out. We get three classics every year if you listen to the fucking. We but we don't the fucking the, the vacuum no. the vacuum right. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the vacuum. As there's a classic. There's three classics here. Well, well, we're talking about us. You know what I'm saying? But last classic. Um, when did when did my dark twisted fantasy come out? 
All right. That came out. Uh, in you didn't like that album? You didn't think that was a classic? Uh, that yeah. was a classic. I, it, it was. Oh. 100%. But I feel like, all right. We, no, we let's talk about it. We're having a music conversation, no, goddamn. Well, listen, before we get into that, I got to talk about, so there are no other podcasts, but the Dissect Podcast has a page on Instagram. Um, why do my voice just change like fucking Peter Brady? Um, and they break down a whole lot of cool shit that I fuck with. Uh, so if you like a music nerd or like a lyrical person, um, so y'all talking about the Donda chant. So the guy was like, man, uh, when you listen to Donda, it sounds like the the drums from the next song, Jail. So so he made the beat sound like his mother's name. And then when you line it up with jail, it's the same. Uh, it lines up perfectly. So, y'all go to Dissect Podcast. It's cool shit. Uh, y'all talking about the Donda chant. Forest Hill Drives, classic or not? Ooh. No. Ooh. Is that the one where you talk about... J. Cole is cold. Um, I actually like some of J. Cole's mixtapes better than. Um, what we talking about, like warm up or something? Or yeah, one of those warm ups. I can't remember which one. Um, I like. I can understand that somebody thought it was. Uh, I fuck with J. Cole. I, it was a couple. I had to see what song or see. Um, but I swear we got a whole other podcast about. Uh, oh, there we go. Moving right along. He's, I'm going to look up for it still. I'm going to bring up a topic and y'all can talk about it. I'm going to just so, talk about what I want to talk about at this point. Uh-uh, no. <laughs> we still got a whole... <laughs> we still know the first topic. So, Lil Nas X <laughs> uh, came out uh, with a picture of him being pregnant. It's a reference to the Drake album cover where he has what is it, 16 women on there pregnant, maybe 12. Um, and it caused an uproar. I'm sick of this motherfucker, dog. Like, Ooh. I know. This nigga came in hot, baby. No, because I am, man. Like, it's, it's, it's because we live in a time, and I think we talk about this all the time, obviously, but we live in a time where motherfuckers need attention. Like, if they don't get the attention they need, they'll die. Or they'll hurt themselves or hurt somebody. Motherfuckers is crazy. There was no reason for this nigga to do this shit. And all he, he was like, y'all mad, ain't you? I'm like, it's not a matter of you're doing this shit because you want people to, to feel some sort of way. And you want attention. And it's just lame to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand what he was trying, what point he was trying to make. I don't think this motherfucker is a, art, um, a good artist. I don't think he's talented. And I think he leans on being gay and 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 extra about it uh, to get any sort of money, any sort of notoriety, any sort of li- listens and downloads of his music and all that shit. Because I don't think he has anything else really to offer substantial outside of that. I think Take Care might be a classic. Take Care is a classic. So I'm looking at. Uh this nigga's album. Even if you um, hate Drake, even if you hate Drake, Take Care might be a classic. Yeah, it might be. That's it a lot. That's, yeah. a, that's no, a lot no, of singles. No, it is. That's a lot Force of singles to have on an album. Force Hills Drive is not a classic because he has that song "Wet Dreams" on there, which is, is a stupid song. 
Um, I actually like. But isn't that I the most popular song like, on the album? Yeah, because it, it was the single. Yeah. Um, I actually like that nigga's uh, uh, first album, Cold World Sideline Story, with Dollar and a Dream on it. Yes. Yes. It's a nice watch. I actually like that album better than that. But, um, but going back to Lil Nas X, so when I saw it, I didn't think it was a big deal. I saw a lot of, of awoke niggas like, this has gone too far. This is what we're talking about. And like, motherfuckers mad. And I was, so initially my thing was like, like, what do I tell my children about that? And I was like, well, just tell your kids, like, the nigga's a troll. You know what I'm saying? He does it for attention. Uh, but then I talked to one of my friends and she was like, well, yes and no. Uh, she was like, well, one of the children um, is eight, right? And it was like, they get it, but they don't because it brings up other questions. So it's like, they're like, man can't get pregnant, right? So you have to be like, no, they can't get pregnant. Well, why is he doing that? Well, you know, he's a troll. Well, what's a troll? He's just doing it for attention. Okay. But it lends itself to more questions like, so um, is, is he doing it because he's gay? Like, no, um, he's not doing it because he's gay. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 she said it just turned on into question after question after question. I don't have children, so I didn't understand that. But like, if they, I guess when kids see something and they, they really don't know how to, um, like, um, I keep want to say fucking, what does a computer do? Process it. They can't process the information because they don't really understand it. So they see a, a boy pregnant. It's like, can boys get pregnant by other boys? And you know what I'm saying? So then that's where I kind of understand it. But the irony is not being able to think of the word process. Man, yeah. true, true. Well played. Um, I Lil Nas X. I don't. I don't care. First of all, I don't care. Um. But I don't like I don't like homophobia, right? Um, I really don't like homophobia, especially when it's illogical homophobia. But I guess you could say all homophobia is illogical. But like me personally, I'm not uncomfortable around gay people. Maybe that's just because I live in D.C. I'm not uncomfortable being in close proximity with gay people, right? That doesn't bother me. That's not an issue, right? Some people that is an issue. I'm not uncomfortable being in close proximity with gay people while they're doing gay things like if we're having a conversation and he's talking about a relationship with another man i'm not uncomfortable being in that conversation with him right that's not a problem right some people have a problem with that where i start to get uncomfortable is is when it's a situation where it's just weird right and i'm talking like french quarter new orleans weird right like if I'm in a setting where people are like wearing assless chaps and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? I that makes me uncomfortable because I'm just not used to that particular setting, right? And that's not I don't. But it, so it makes you uncomfortable it, because you're not used to it, right? It makes me uncomfortable because I'm not used to it. It's not going to be. Any, it's not anything against gays or homosexual, anything like that. It's just that this is just weird to me, and I just don't. It it, it could be a straight bar, and if they're doing that, I don't want to be in that motherfucker either. But what really upsets me is when people have these. I guess their fears and their phobia goes to people talking about agendas, right? Like, oh, well, look what they're trying to do to our kids, right? Or 
uh, this is like you were just saying, this is what the fuck I'm talking about, right? They're trying to do this and they're trying to influence people. To me, that type of thought is dangerous, right? Because that's the type of thought where that person's sexuality is not something that they chose about who they love or who they want to be with. It's them trying to have a way of thought that they're trying to push on you, right? And that's not the case. And that gets dangerous. That same way of thought is the same way of thought that lend it, lend itself to black people are this way and don't be around black people or we have to defend ourselves against black people. It's the same way of thought where you become a sideshow, right? Like I want to go to that fucking world and like touch people's hair and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not logical. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to be uncomfortable around people that are different. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what your comfort zone is. But when we start making shit up, about like the gay agenda to come and take over our kids that is just that's off right and to me like that's that's real homophobia right that's not that's not being uncomfortable around in a gay setting that's some shit that's really unhealthy and it's likely going to get people hurt if that way of thought were to be permeated throughout a larger population i'm not cool with that okay i mean it makes sense I don't think there's an agenda, but I, I would say he, by himself as an individual, is over the top. What is it? Because he's gay, though. Is it because he's like? I would say I would say that. Well, so about any weird nigga, I guess. But I think he's using gay. <laughs> he's using matter. he's using gay one as a bulletproof vest, and two as a prop for his fame. Because, I, I mean, he's had that one track, right? And his first track, uh, I don't know what the song is, but the real popular song he had, right? But he's got to keep that 15... Old Town Road. He's got to keep that 15 minutes going. He's not the most talented cat out there, you know what I'm saying? So what does he have to keep this 15 minutes going? Well, I'm gay, and I'm going to do weird shit, and I'm going to do inflammatory shit, and that's going to keep it going. And to me, that's that's what this is. Right, He's a, he's a product. He just, you know, he is. he's just, he's like Drake or Kanye. It's now he's a product and he has money behind him, but he's also always been a troll. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he trolls shit on Twitter. He's part of that generation that are just fucking trollers. So now he has one of the easiest things to troll people with, and that's homosexuality because so many people are uncomfortable with it. And he knows that if he does, he kisses a nigga on stage at the Grammys or if he wears a pink fucking assless chaps with fucking glitter on them, it's going to get people talking and people in an uproar. Niggas are really upset about this this fake pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, some some parents I understand because they have to explain and maybe they whatever. Not really upset, but like, damn, it's one more thing I have to do if my child asks about this. But this is the world we live in. But I'm talking about the the niggas, the woke niggas, like Wood was saying, who don't have kids. They just like, oh my god, this nigga's gay and he's pretending like he's pregnant. Ah, this is what I'm talking about. Like, nigga, that that shit. There's so much other shit in the world to be worried about. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But I, w- I wouldn't that, even know. Honestly, like the Ashley's huh? chapter stuff, I wouldn't even know because I don't I don't consume that type of media. Right. I mean, just to go with the theme, if we're all heterosexual, right, we're not consuming a lot of that media where him with Ashley's chaps and him being pregnant. You might see it on a baller alert or something like that. But for the most part, I don't see that shit. Right. 
But if your homeboy comes to you and says, oh, you see this nigga in the assless chaps, and then you then pick up your phone and go and Google him in the assless chaps and review the assless chaps, you got to gay a little bit. Because you sought that out. <laughs> and that's okay, guys. There's nothing wrong with that. But not, just not, a lot of y'all niggas will look gay. First of all, <laughs> oh, we gotta go, go there again. I already told y'all I feel about you niggas. <laughs> but keep it, keep it with music. So Drake sampled uh, R, R standing for Robert Kelly and one of his songs. Uh, how do y'all feel about that? You're not asking me, right? No, fuck no, no, no. Oh, okay. uh, anybody right. else? Drake sampled R. Kelly in one of his songs. Oh, he did. Yeah, uh, half on a baby. Which song? Half, half on a baby. Yeah. yeah, and it was at the beginning of a song, like it was almost an unnecessary sample. Um. So that I mean that. That raised a lot of eyebrows. Um, I think they ain't canceled R. Kelly, though. I have not canceled R. Kelly. I didn't uh, even slow down. I didn't even slow. Why? Why? Coming, Why? But, I mean, the thing is, a lot of niggas haven't. So, and and Drake is kind of Teflon. He can kind of do whatever the fuck he want in terms of anything. That nigga's kind of weird, too. Drake <laughs> no one, Teflon? A little bit. Uh, you really, I mean, a nigga, the, I mean, nope. Most niggas don't even know that he sampled R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? When right. Or didn't say shit about it. Or didn't say shit about it. I I mean, I think it's in poor taste. Like, that means you put money in R. Kelly's pocket. You know what I mean? Some sort of way. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you know how I feel about Never forgave Drake. <laughs> you know, like, it's something, up. it's something up with that nigga, man. I, I don't give a fuck if I'm putting it in that nigga no, pocket or we not. Know. We know. We know. Y'all not about to y'all not about to take away my enjoyment on this earth. I'm just gonna tell you how the podcast just like everybody was fucking with you. Like somebody in real time, somebody gonna say that was me. When you say good points, I get text messages like, man, Wood is knocking that shit out the box. I fuck with Wood. See, that's why I fuck with Wood. And then I get the text right after we was like, nigga, put the money in our Kelly and be like, oh, there's go. That's happening right now as the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. It's yeah, the gift and the curse. Man, them niggas ain't really down if they, they that wishy-washy. That nigga been consistent <laughs> with his R. Kelly take. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Hey, if you in the wood, I'll tell you people, right now. People have short memories, though. They don't associate wood with his R. Kelly takes. They associate him with uh, big words and short sets. Well, let, well, let me DC. give y'all a refresher. But, I still listen to R. Kelly. I ain't saying I fuck with R. Kelly. Like, I ain't writing a little nigga letters in prison or nothing. But I still listen right. to R. Kelly. I have bought vinyl R. Kelly recently. so I bet that shit is valuable, though. And the thing is, I do listen to Never Leave once a month. Just for the beginning. So, yeah. yeah. I'm an Aaliyah fan. How can I... How, what, am I going to cut that album out, too? Like, well, well how does that work? Nah, fuck y'all. I'm about to listen to R. Kelly. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's fine. Okay, cool. So, um, next week... They're doing another versus as a follow-up behind the, the classic uh, Locks versus uh, Dipset versus. Um, they're going to do Fat Joe versus Ja Rule. I think it's going to be pretty good. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to it just from the entertainment factor 
of I find Fat Joe to be very um, entertaining. All right, so Fat Joe has some songs sprinkled throughout his tenure as a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of he kind of felt he kind of got a glow off of the Big Pun situation, and people put Big Pun in top fifteens and shit as well. Don't ask me why. I'm just saying that some people do. <laughs> Uh, now you shit on Big Pun. Big Pun. I hope Big Pun. I mean, the nigga died early, but that nigga was lyrical as fuck. I'd already told you the conversation starts. I mean, you gotta and have a little, little, literally. One, one reasonable yeah. doubt, one lyrical classic album. One reasonable doubt, one classic album to start the conversation. I'm just, I mean, in your. So, you don't fuck with Big L. It would be no Jay Z if it wasn't for Big L. Look, 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 look. There's a lot of no Fat Joe if Big Pun died. There's a lot of niggas that I fuck with, right? But that don't put you on Mount Rushmore. Big Pun is not on Mount Rushmore. He's not at the bottom. I'm saying that he is. When you know when you get on the lift, when you get to Mount Rushmore and you get your lift ticket to go up to the top of the mountain, he's not at the lift to get the ticket. (laughs) Big Pun is 100. That ain't in South Dakota. He's not in South Dakota. (laughs) That nigga's in South Dakota, man. Big Pun is the best Puerto Rican rapper ever. Oh man, I don't know if that's saying much. What? what, Shout out to Puerto Rico, though. But um, oh, what what were we talking about? But anyway, Ja Rule, Ja Rule had a span of time, and Ja Rule is not in the top ten either. Let's make no fucking mistake. But Ja Rule had a point in time where he owned, he owned hip-hop and B or whatever the fuck it was for about a year and a half, maybe? Year and a half, two years, you would say? At least at least two years. And Until 50 Cent came around. The amount of singles that he dropped, because at this point we're not talking about, there's, neither one of these cats are goats. Neither one of these cats are like heavy hitters, I would say, right? Like top echelon. I'd say mid-tier. And I, I think in that two-year period of time, Ja Rule is going to murder this situation with them singles. Hold on, was that was that like a pun? Going back to Big Pun, uh, yeah. Murder Inc. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because Murder uh, Inc. Murder uh, Inc. Big boy. Pun. That was also part of. Never mind. Go ahead. He's got about he's got three tracks maybe off of Vini Vidi Vici or whatever the fuck it was before he even got into his hip hop and beat bag. He's got a couple of tracks. I would go with Ja on this. Now I'm saying I don't know every fucking Fat Joe track. Fat Joe does like to get on a DJ Khaled mixtape and beat the tail end of a motherfucking hot ass song he might use that to his advantage I'm just gonna go with Ja for this one um so what I usually do is I go off of emotion and what I think and not look up songs um so my knee jerk reaction is Ja Rule right uh well that's without looking at motherfuckers discography discographies and whatnot and i have been wrong many a time i thought bobby brown was gonna be key sweat i thought that dipset was gonna beat the locks that's probably my most flagrant fuck up um it's just been a few of them so i'm not gonna do this without looking at this nigga shit so just side with me just side with me if you side with me, you you'll be led to righteousness. Hold on, so this nigga has what's love with Jaru. This nigga's all the way up. This nigga has deep cover with Big Pun, the one that you said can't rap. Remember that? I didn't say he couldn't rap. I never said that. You said the nigga wasn't even up to the lift. There's a lot of niggas that ain't on the lift. But then that nigga has laid back. 
another round with Chris Brown. Oh, make it rain. Round, make it rain with Lil Wayne. I make it rain on these hoes. That was the course. You naming tracks that niggas don't even know Fat Joe forgot Fat Joe was on. It doesn't matter, but that nigga, this is what happens. The I forgot Fat Joe's on every one of those. Songs. Hey, but like I said, like, like like I said, Fat Joe's gonna have a bunch of tracks that he just so happened to have been on that he's gonna use to his right. advantage. I just told you. I just said that. That's his murder is an elaborate story about about it beforehand to make it entertaining and get a point. Yeah, we taking over. Yep. Oh, that's still cool and Dre. Yeah, it ain't gonna be easy for Ja Rule. Oh, that's not gonna be easy. This song with Jennifer Lopez. I think it's gonna be close. They're gonna make it. They're gonna make it feel like a competition though. But once but Ja I, once Ja gets in that hip hop and R and B Ashanti bag, it's but it's gonna get ugly. Especially with Ashanti there. Now if Ashanti comes. You know what, she's what, what, but, I, but that would be good because she's got songs of both of them, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Oh, that's what's love, baby. Hey, when this nigga put this shit on. Oh, oh, that's R. Kelly. Sorry, we can't hey, that, sorry. that nigga Lance no, used to that, that nigga Lance hard. used to be singing this shit hard like he was in church. Ja Rule, oh. can I get a? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 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 That's why nigga used to rap. Yeah, yeah, that nigga. Holla, holla. I forgot about holla, holla. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this nigga. Mary show up too? Yeah. Yeah, that nigga Ja Rule probably gonna win. Yeah, I think Ja Rule got it, but it's, at least he'll be I think it's gonna be entertaining at least. And a dragon show up then? Please don't. <laughs> Dragon needs to stay, stay the fuck. <laughs> all right, is that all the music? Are we done? Are we yeah, we're done music, that? man. That's the most music we've done in all the podcasts put together. People like the music takes, man. You know, I don't even. They like do, and I usually don't like the music topics, but I'm here for y'all today. Y'all, y'all made me miss football, so y'all gonna get these fucking music takes today. Big Pun is not a top twenty rapper. He's, he's 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 like top he's top like fifty. I can't I can't I can't I can't put big I don't know what niggas be talking about a lot of times when they talk about these New York rappers who are like who are the shit to them. Like I'd be like, I never heard of this nigga. Why is he so sweet to you? Some niggas just get a a a nod because they got like an intercontinental belt and like they get invited to the belt the belt uh, celebration because they got the intercontinental belt. That's all, not big pun though. And all, and like, all, I understand. All they be- like, the only person they beat the only person they beat was Coco Beware yeah, and now they get they invited. TV title. Remember the TV title? That shit. Right. Right. <laughs> what was the intercontinental champion like? What what did that mean really? It was like Black it was shit. the bullshit title. It was like the, basically not the real yeah, one. title, right? If you beat Coco, beware! Pretty you got much. the Intercontinental title, and you were done. You could go stand on the stage. Like they gave it. Inter- <laughs> Rest in peace, Coco, Coco Beware. <laughs> right. Man, Coco Beware was a coon. But anyway, um, yeah, the nigga used to embarrass me a little bit. Why, man? 
Because he did Doing the burn. <laughs> yeah, man. He had that bird on his shoulder. <laughs> he had like... Well, he's supposed to be a witch doctor or something. <laughs> no, nigga. It was no, that was Shango. That was Doctor Shango, whatever his name was. I think that nigga was the witch Papa doctor. Papa Shango. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Papa Shango. But man, crazy. you one of them niggas that's like, no, nah, I can't believe, nigga, you ate that banana, nigga, in the board board meat, nigga. Like you making us all look bad. Right. Like every <laughs> every wrestler had their shtick. His wasn't like he was tap dancing. Now Virgil was cooning. That nigga was. He was. A slave. He was. Virgil was definitely a slave. <laughs> I, I was didn't a Virgil either. Bro, a slave, cuz? Yeah. <laughs> Virgil was definitely um, Ted DiBiase's I mean, slave. Did Virgil I mean, ever say anything? Yeah. Okay. Eventually. I, I surely is happy to be here. Nigga, did he have an oh, affair? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to just co-sign everything. Nigga, did he end up having an affair with, uh... Scary Sherry? Did he? Right. Something happened. Didn't he literally like, like wipe shit off of Ted DiBiase's shoes or something? Like, didn't he do something yeah, crazy about like that? He, yeah, he did some, yeah, he did some slave shit before. <laughs> WWE. Hey, Ted DiBiase wow. told you, I man, can't... everybody has a price. <laughs> right. <Everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> like a light hey. He told you, then he showed you. Wrestling right. used to be so fucking toxic, man. It was such a fucking toxic environment. I fucked with, I fucked with um, what's it called, it, though? I mean... Harlem Heat, them niggas was solid. They oh, went on some bullshit, really. Wrestling was the last place where rednecks could just come and be rednecks. You fought with Junkyard Dog, too, don't you? I did fuck with Junkyard Dog. I was about to say it, too. You had to. Junkyard Dog. Now that dude was like a dog. Back. Like, Coco B. Yeah, out of all the blocks was the least cool and out of all of them. What was Coco Wears? So what was Coco B. Wears supposed to be? Just a nigga on vacation? <laughs> I guess. I didn't really like get birds. what his stick was. I think he had a, a oh. tropical ass bird, nigga. And he used to do a little thing. I'm like, all the right. Bird, it was a dance. I hated Coco B. I'm sorry. Rick Rude used to clench his butt cheeks in the middle of the room. In the ring, nigga. He did. Hey, Ravisher Rick Rude was my dude, man. Like He would be. Yeah, I was a fan. <laughs> like, rest in peace to all these <laughs> niggas. Like, all these niggas are dead. Died man. untimely death as fuck. Steroids and brain damage. Bret Hart, Bret Hart was the boy too, man. I was a, I had a Bret Hart shirt on this weekend. I was, I was a Bret Hart fan too. Yeah, Hart Foundation. Shout yeah, out man. to them. All right, nobody, nobody cares about this with us right now. And oh this man, nigga they, doesn't want to move on. He was light wrestling now. Huh? As speaking of, of 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 death, untimely death. So rest in peace, Michael K. Williams um, of the Wire. Uh, he passed earlier this week. Um, they're saying it was. Um, from a drug overdose, but I don't think official anything official is out at this point. Um, I mean, you know him from obviously Omar from The Wire, um, killed in Boardwalk Empire, Chalky Black. He was recent, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and he killed it in um, Lovecraft Country. I don't know if y'all was watching it like me. I think we all, I, yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, he played, he played the dad. He yeah, he played he a gay a dad. Job. I mean, he was, I think he was definitely one of the iconic black actors over the past uh, 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was known for being a, a he was a B-boy, he used to be in a lot of music videos, like, he was a professional dancer, uh, just really known for a lot of artistic shit, and it's, it's sad to see, I mean, I mean, seeing people, um, a lot of people passing away from drug, drug abuse, still, it just shows there's still a lot of issues and shit niggas need to handle from a um, mental health perspective, I think. 
Yeah, man. I think everybody on this podcast is either musical or has been a thespian in the past or something like that. So, you know, it is a nod to talent. You know what I'm saying? How hard it is to like act and like play all of these roles and do is really talented, man. People are not just saying that because he passed. Like he was really a talented actor. Um, the characters that he played were like super complex, right? I mean, like Omar, yeah, it was on some street shit, but like Omar was a very complex character. And the way that they described how he played Omar was, um, that how, how he portrayed him was not even like how it was written up, right? He really freestyled a lot of that and brought Omar to life, man. And every role that I've seen him in, he's always playing these complex characters, they were showing the clip uh, of him having the typecasting conversation with himself. Like, I mean, that's talent, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's every actor or actress can't do that. You feel me? And for him to be gone, especially at the age of 50, 53, like, that's that's young as fuck, man. Like, we're not far away from that. I mean, that's young as fuck, man. Um, I mean, I, I do believe, I mean, I don't think it was a conspiracy. I don't think that he didn't die of an overdose, but... I don't think it was an intentional overdose. I think he had everything to live for. I think motherfuckers just got to be careful with this drug shit because they said it was what? Co- cocaine list links with fentanyl? Yeah, uh, but they said... I also read they said it was heroin on the table. I don't know if that's true or not, but... Okay. Nice shit you want to play with. Well, look, man. Look, man. Um, don't do sketchy drugs, all right? Uh, heroin, uh cocaine from somebody that you don't have a a solid foundational relationship with that doesn't want to see you die that's going to lace it with something that you probably didn't order like if you're into that type of life and i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that if you do powder do powder knock yourself out but if you are going to do that like at least be careful when you're doing that shit so you don't ingest some shit that you didn't agree to and you end up paying for it in your life because they're they're cutting shit with things out here that will fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? It may not even kill you. It may give you brain damage. You feel me? I mean, that's why I drink bourbon because they're not putting in the bourbon nothing that's going to fuck me up like that. But just be careful when you're out here living that life, man, because that shit will kill you no matter what fucking age that you are, man. And then you'll be a topic on a podcast or at somebody mama house talking about you're, you're gone too soon. And that's unfortunate. Um, so I guess I work backwards so with the whole drug thing because we know niggas on drugs now and we know niggas doing powder now and you know it's kind of it's more accepted in the black community than it's ever been before um like they niggas should have testers you know what i'm saying like i know that um i think police motherfuckers have it all the time where they can just put a droplet and tell you what's in the shit or if it's pure or not a yeah. whatever the fuck but it should be now a known practice so I don't know if you can get them shits on Amazon or where you get your drug tests but motherfuckers but so when I went home ended up going to bar with the homie and you know end up talking uh, for whatever for whatever reason my homeboy always makes a friend in the bathroom when he goes to piss and he's one of those <laughs> niggas with baby platter so he goes pisses a lot so he'll come back out and be like oh man this is Ralphio, and I'm like, oh, hey, Ralphio, yeah, he told me it was a, a, a professional golf player in the bathroom, and I'm like, right, nigga, how did y'all get to this with your dicks out, so I don't know, <laughs> anyway, so 
White Buddy was cool. Like, he wasn't trying to be cool, but we were just talking, blah, blah, blah. And we just kind of talked about, like, maybe edibles or something or weed or something. He was like, yeah. He's like, oh, said, yeah, I couldn't get any grass, man. But I, I got this and pulled out, like, a bag full of cocaine. And this wasn't, like, uh, like a nickel bag of cocaine. This was, like, a party. He was there to party bag of cocaine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just think that, I don't know. I think it's the equivalent of niggas hitting another nigga's blunt. Like, you say, like, nigga, don't take nobody where you don't know. But, like, if you, somebody looks, like, trustworthy, I think niggas hit the blunt. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, I'm a novice. I try to eat my drugs. Uh, about drugs, I mean gummies, whenever that is. But anyway, so, yeah, uh, we say that, like, be more careful. But y'all niggas got to be more careful because... They putting shit into cocaine, and if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and you think that all they they're trying to get rid of the population, we're overpopulated, so they putting shit in the vaccine. Well, they might be trying to kill niggas by niggas people by cutting cocaine. If they trying to kill as many niggas as they can as fast as they can, that's more believable than putting it in a vaccine. So y'all watch out. Uh, as far as uh, uh, Michael. K. Williams, that's his name, Omar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Omar character was so believable. Like he didn't overact that. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, it it nigga had layers. He was a homosexual. They killed his lover. You know what I'm saying? This nigga, I thought the nigga was from D.C. So after reading like some shit, um, he's actually from New York, but he did a lot of shit in D.C. in the Baltimore area, I guess. Uh, like philanthropy shit. Um, so I thought he really had like that little accent at one time, a little Baltimore or whatever accent. But again, it's just he really embodied that character and did what he did with it. And to the point where like, nigga, you were scared of Omar. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you see that nigga walking down the street in the in the heyday of the wire, you'd be like, I think Omar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to that nigga's acting ability. Uh, I watched him on all the other uh, pro um, shows we talked about previously. Um, but when he passed, I saw a lot of people showing videos of him dancing. Right, and this I just found out that he was a choreographer and a b-boy. But you could see like the joy when that nigga's dancing. Like, that nigga, that nigga wasn't holding shit back. And I was like, man, that's beautiful to see because as black men, um, we're not always encouraged to dance, um, especially when we're younger, right? So if, and I, you know, on this podcast, we got whole dancing ass niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've seen every nigga on this podcast cut the fuck up, you know what I'm saying, when given a chance. Um, so it's a type of freedom that black boys and black men don't always get to have. Uh, you know, just because of the stigma of it being, you know, feminine to dance or whatever. So, you know, you have little boys that can and sing it. You can you have little black boys who can sing and or dance, but just won't ever do it just because of the stigma that's put put on that. So, like, as you get older, 
I mean, you kind of drop it in, you know what I'm saying? Like some, some girls like dudes who can dance and you know what I'm saying? You might lean into it, but a lot of, a lot of niggas don't, you know what I'm saying? And I've been guilty. Like they have a, a dance group of a couple dance groups at FAMU. And like niggas was like, oh yeah, this nigga want to be a cap. I'd be like, oh, that nigga was in that dancing ass nigga. When I'm a dancing ass nigga, so that was hypocritical, you know what I'm saying? So I apologize <laughs> to the niggas that didn't make it because of me. <laughs> but some niggas did make it, you know, they good niggas, but it, it's just something about like when like you just let the fucking music move you and you could see it in, in, in that man when he was doing it, man. And it like it, it was just beautiful just seeing that nigga dance, man. So I'm I'm encouraging more black man, even if it's in your fucking room, nigga, cut on your your Drake or your Kanye, whatever one you're listening to, nigga, fucking dance, nigga, that shit's therapy. Imagine if Chris Brown would have stayed with his first intuition and been a rapper instead of Chris Brown. Nigga, he wouldn't have ever kissed Rihanna in the mouth. Uh-huh. Huh. So, yeah, man, rest in peace. Um, so, um, you don't call this shit out, man. Uh, you don't want to buy gas anymore? <laughs> you want to watch the end of the game? No, no. But I did want to learn more about Trick Daddy getting eight out. Oh, man. We haven't even talked about that yet? I forgot that was on there. All right. <laughs> we're, at the, we're at the one hour and 40 minute mark, just so you know. <clears throat> oh, man, we should have led with Trick Daddy getting eight out. All right. So, okay, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the hell Chef was at, uh, but, you know, he didn't see this. So, Trick Daddy was on the Breakfast Club. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, hear it or see it, whatever. Trick Daddy was on the Breakfast Club. Um, I think Charlamagne was asking Trick Daddy if he was still part of the EBG, which stands for the Eat a Booty Gang, I believe, uh, or Eat Eat a Booty Gang, whatever. Uh, he was like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, and we're trying to get women in it too so Charlamagne was like man uh man you you let women uh lick your butt or whatever he was like oh yeah I I get a that as he said um <laughs> so then Charlamagne was like man you don't be having your legs in the air do you and that nigga said it depends <laughs> right so that's more controversy 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 all through the fucking internet um and the first question was like who is licking uh trick daddy's ass booty you know what i'm saying who's sticking their tongue in his asshole um and again everybody cranced at the thought um which brought me to another thought that like i got homeboys who enjoy getting ate out i don't know how they get ate out but it has happened to them more than once, so I'm assuming that they enjoy it. Uh, I'm not going to ask the niggas on this podcast if they have ever gotten ate out because they are now married. And oh, I don't. Oh. oh, well, maybe I should just wait for the time. Right. Right. So I'm not going. I'm not going to ask y'all niggas. But a lot of women keep talking about how they wouldn't eat a nigga's ass. Um. But niggas are getting their ass eaten. So it's kind of like the, like if you're in a room full of women, but hey, have you ever been fingered in a movie theater? And like maybe one out of 20 chicks raise their hand. But if you ask a group full of niggas, 
hey, we have a finger to girl in the movie theater, and 19 out of 20 niggas raise their hand. We ain't all thinking the same girl in the movies. So somebody lying, right? Unless niggas getting their ass out, hey, out by other niggas. We're going to yeah. assume not to, but that's not the case. Women are eating ass. And I need these ass-eating women just to come on out and take away the stigma. So, uh, so, so you can get your ass ate? No, no, no. It's not my. It's not my kink or my uh, ministry. Uh, I don't like my butt even grabbed. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. Too much information. So it's not a lot of people's ministry, right? I don't, I don't think no man is going to order ass eaten off the menu. But niggas, hold on. Wait, but hold on. But go ahead. If ass eating just happened to appear on the menu, so like if you ordered the steak but they brought you ass eating, would you send it back? Yeah, you send it back. Would you? Would you? Would you know. take your steak with a with a side of ass? I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Whatever you eat, I don't like to send why food you back. Why you saying you don't know? I don't like to send food it back. Worse, <laughs> pistachios. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to send it back. I, so, I never send food back. Eat with a right. So again, maybe that's how it initially happened. I I've had a chick for real beg me to do it, and I was just like, no, I'm I'm gonna pass. Um. But that's just me. She was begging to eat your butt? Yeah. Yeah. I think she thought maybe it was going to turn me out of some shit. Like, she just wanted to get nasty or something. And I just, I politely declined. I sent it back. Um, I thought I wanted Peggy. She didn't. This was, this was pre-Peggy. This is for Peggy Bundy. Man, that's what I today. My homegirl who paid niggas. Peggy Bundy because buns and pigs. Anyway. That, that's, a bridge um, too, that's a bridge too far, though. Well, no, it's not. We're not going to kink shame. Knock yourself out. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, so at the point where, like, we talked about it. So, say you say fucking ass eating was on the menu one time, and you never tried tried it, and you went ahead and sampled it and liked it, right? So then the next time you get a steak and milking is on there, you're like, well, shit, I tried, I tried the the ass eating. Well, I tried the milking. Milking is two <laughs> two centimeters away from pegging. But nobody that went down that milking road came back unsatisfied. Everybody that goes on that milking road comes back changed. <laughs> so, what are, so what do you? So what do you say? No, I mean I'm not saying. I think mean, I mean, I mean, niggas you know that. See, I don't know a nigga who admitted to getting milk. I don't know yet. Nah, you could go on down. I think probably damn Reddit or something. There's probably a subreddit on the shit. Like, I'm sure it is. Like motherfuckers, motherfuckers be lying on Reddit. Though. Motherfuckers be and motherfuckers be telling the truth too. Motherfuckers be about that prostate play. Cross-state play. PPP loans will get you every time. So, all I'm saying is that women need to tell their friends that they eating ass so that they can join hands. I mean, eat a booty gang. You know what I'm saying? I don't think no I should be eating trick daddy ass. That was my issue. That nigga is full of disease and he's very old and doesn't seem safe for him. He got lupus. Hey man, you don't seem safe for her either. How do you know that nigga's full of disease? He's got lupus, right? Don't he have? Doesn't he have like uh, not Parkinson's? You can't. You can't get lupus from eating that. He has lupus. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not oh. talking about it. I'm talking about like him not just being in good health. Well, they showed a clip. But listen, have. they showed a clip of young uh, Trick Daddy, and I think he was maybe at this is when he was younger. Well, way younger. And I think he might have been on cribs. He might have had a bidet in his bathroom. Y'all don't have bidets? Uh, yeah. Sure. You have a bidet, you're right. 
You got a bidet, Wood? You damn right. You got a Walmart on it, too. What the? So, tell us about his bidet. It squirts well, water in your ass. Uh, yeah, yeah. I what think that, well, I guess it, right, so niggas who don't know what a bidet is, squirts water in your ass. But do they have bidets without warmer? Because if I want to spring for the bidet, nigga, I'm going to pay the extra $50 to make sure the water warm. Yeah, they got they got plenty of them without the, without the warmer. Some people don't like the warmer. They like just, I guess, the cold ass. I don't know. So, so I've never used a bidet. Change your life. Does it just, does it just shoot... Does it just shoot straight up in your asshole? It it it's 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 a mate. It's what is it? It's surprisingly accurate. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't think it's accurate? Like it's going to be accurate? It's surprisingly accurate. So let me ask you this then, right? Um, have you ever sat longer than you're supposed to on the bidet? I mean, I don't think there's a time limit. I think you go until until you're you're clean. That's right. Until you're clean. <laughs> So I'm saying, have you have you sat there past clean? Like, no, uh, <laughs> no. It's not for, it's not for entertainment purposes. What did you say? Not, but does it entertain? No, it's not for entertainment purposes. It, it's it's a lot of shit that entertains and not for entertainment. It, I didn't think my hand was going to entertain me, but lo and behold, it's been about 35 years. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like wiping your ass. I'm about to be like, hey, you got a problem? I think I'm pegging itself. Right. <laughs> nigga two knuckles deep on a white hey boy man. <laughs> hey but what I was gonna say though is just as a as a point of order I didn't like the word choice by Trick Daddy uh, a man can't be eaten out like just by definition eating out only applies to women how yeah you can't yeah nah, you know that shit is stupid that makes it way worse not, not, I mean, he definitely <laughs> did it for the sixty. It's it, gross. I mean, he definitely did it for the shock value, man. But I mean, it's. I think Trick Daddy's absolutely telling it? the fucking truth. Oh no, Trick Daddy definitely getting ate at. <laughs> Some chick. You know. Like, yeah, he, he. I mean, Trick Daddy. He got enough money to get that shit done. He got, he got tricking money. So I mean. Makes grits every day. Women love that type of shit. He got his pots. He is tricked the nastiest nigga in. What What was Luke's posse called? What are all of them niggas called? Do they have like a two lap crew? Are they all two lap crew? Nah, Trick wasn't part of two lap crew. Nah, he just jumped on the song um, and marked everybody on that bitch. He, he did. Uh, Trick tri- tri- don't get his flowers for Scott. Uh, he like, don't. He's going on. Everybody, this weekend you spare time go listen don't to Scar. Don't go to Daddy. And uh, <laughs> listen to Trick Daddy verse. So he put a nigga. He put a he nigga killed, with the burnt beans. He killed. Look at me, my. Do you know the end of that verse? Poor Hans. Poor Hans. That was never gonna be shit. No, but no, like up to that. Oh, you know that the nigga drive a caddy? Oh, yeah. Don't matter because nigga say in the daddy. I think, uh, you know the nigga drives a caddy. Don't matter because the nigga say it ain't his, so you put on the nigga with the vert Yeah. <laughs> hey, boy, that nigga was eating. Yeah, yeah trick kill that shit, dog. That's a floor, that's a floor yeah. of the challenge? Yeah. Nah. Uh, nah, if a nigga don't know that last <laughs> Where you said you was from, dog? Oh, you can fuck on Miami? Okay. Challenge, nigga. Don't run that verse, cuz. Don't run that verse. Wow. 
nigga from Miramar. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, nigga, oh, if you don't know the, nigga, if you from Tampa and you don't know, uh, how far does that go? Like Jam Pony, the uh, Slabber Wax. That's Jam Pony is is more <laughs> southern, like South Florida, I think. But uh, Tampa on down, like if you don't know the ad libs to, yeah, Tampa on down probably. Probably it's fair. Yeah, but I mean, that shit reaches really throughout the state. But I would say they home turf is like Tampa down. We got a motherfucking football game going on. I don't know if y'all are really watching this shit. Hey, boy, no, for real. <laughs> nah, man, fuck y'all, yeah, man. We almost done, man. Boy, this is a great No, this, shit, this shit's entertaining as fuck. I didn't think this is This is bullshit. <laughs> See, I'm man. the only nigga who cares about the podcast. I keep trying to tell y'all niggas. But you don't have to take our word for it. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> it was execution. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, my nigga, let that bitch drop. Aye. Oh, you look wrong with me. Are you, are, you, are you playing music like we not an hour and 50 something minutes in? Oh, uh, we can talk about Texas and abortions and uh-huh. guns? No. No, no. Long too long. Y'all talk yeah. about music the whole damn time. Now we. That's not the damn pony I want. What's the damn pony? Come on, come on, let me hear you say. <clears throat> hey, boy. CD Lamb better pick this shit up right now. But you don't have to take come my on. word for it, right? 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 Come on, CD. What you we mean? I thought right you said we were going to talk about it. I don't even know if we're podcasting still or not. Well, what's going on right now? I don't know. I just asked yeah, for confirmation. All right, but you have to take our word for it. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the with all due respects. Eight for 18 when neither feels good. With all due respect, um, by the time you listen to this podcast, it will be either September 10th, probably be September 10th, or uh, September 11th. But um, if you listen to this after September 11th, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's the what the 20th anniversary of 9-11, so not much has changed. Um, you know, we're just leaving Afghanistan after 20 years. Um, hard-fought war spent couple of trilly over there, you know what I'm saying, blowing up brown people and blowing up other people's country, all in the name of the lives that were lost on 9-11, um, but people did lose their lives on 9-11, you know what I'm saying, I know we got our takes, I know we got our conspiracy theories and all of this type of stuff, but people did lose their lives on 9-11, and we should honor that, and we should thank the sacrifice of all the first responders, 
that also supported 9-11 and just do what we can do as citizens to not um, repeat 9-11. You know what I'm saying? I mean, stupidity, arrogance, and not, you know, working well with each other is essentially what brought 9-11 about. And looking at COVID, we're doing the same thing again. And it's not just on a government level, it's on a citizen level as well. You know what I'm saying? People are just doing what they want to do. They're being arrogant. You know what I'm saying? They're being stupid. They're not listening to the facts. And that typically doesn't put us in a good situation. And it didn't put us in a good situation uh, in 2001. And it's definitely not going to put us in a situation, a good situation in 2021. So not going to get on a soapbox about it. Not going to uh, go into a full 9-11 monologue. But learn the lessons that we uh, learned 20 years ago. Hopefully learned 20 years ago. Be smart about it. Be safe. With all due respect. With all due respect, um, the president is apparently gearing up. I'm not sure if he signed it yet, but basically uh, he's going to make some executive orders as it pertains to uh, vaccine and mandating certain people, federal government employees, close contractors of the government, uh, companies over 100 employees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They say it's supposed to impact 100 million people. Um, the writing for this has somewhat kind of been on the wall for a while. Um, I don't know what type of penalties they plan on imposing or whatever, but if you feel like, like for whatever reason, you were on the fence, I'll just say people that are on the fence about taking the vaccine. If you feel like you're about to get caught up in this like big sweep of people, I would advise you to go ahead and choose whatever vaccine or whatever. Like, basically, call your own shot as much as you can from this point. Like, don't play it, wait it out, and see what's up because really, people are getting tired of this shit, want to get back to whatever um, the new normal is going to be. Then I, I refer to it as the next normal. So now it's pretty much go time. You know, like, this is where we are now as a result of people kind of like fucking the system so um if you're on the fence about that shit like go ahead figure out what you're gonna do call your own shot before motherfucker come knock on your door send you an email and tell you to do that shit or whatever because then that's gonna create a whole nother wave of problems potentially with all due respect uh with all due respect um if you all don't know um me and my wife are expecting a our second child, uh, a little girl, uh, to arrive in November of this year, November 3rd. Um, my first daughter is eight years old. So needless to say, a lot of the baby stuff that we got for her is gone. Like we gave it away to somebody, we gave it to Goodwill. Um, more than likely, you get, just gave it to somebody, handed it down to someone um, and bless somebody else. So I've been on my social media um, effectively begging for um, things to be purchased off the baby registry um, because there's so much more shit that you need for kids now, apparently, and there's more technology. And this is more things that need to be done, and, and I, I don't want to pay for it all by myself. I want, I, I want some other people to buy it and, and help me. So I have a link on my bio and Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is gbrads underscore rants. 
G B R A D S underscore R A N T S. And I have a link in the bio where we have a, a baby registry. So if y'all want to bless me um, with something big or small, I'd appreciate it with all due respect. <clears throat> with all due respect, um, going back to the sermon that one day I'm going to preach um, about leaving for the hurricane, I just want to touch on, again, one subject. Uh, I think I mentioned it, that uh, you have to figure out what's important to you that's in life um, because at some point you're not going to be able to take it all with you. Um, like I said, I was going through all my shit and I have a lot of shit. And it was some shit that I wanted to take just because I've had it for so long. Um, but shit that didn't really serve me in a, any purpose. I got an old-ass Super Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? Like, just for nostalgia reasons, I just have one, right? I just one I grew up with. Um, and I'm like, I don't play this thing. I haven't taken this shit out the box. I probably should just sell it on eBay. And I was just thinking, like, why would I bring this when it no longer serves me? You know what I'm saying? It served me when I was however old, 12, 13, uh, when I used to play with it every day. But now it doesn't serve me. So you can kind of equate that to uh, relationships that you have in your life. Um, a lot of us, we've had friends that we've had, you know, since college, some pre-college, uh, what have you. And that relationship just doesn't serve you anymore. Like sometimes when you're ascending or trying to be a better person or, you know, you you meditate and eating right, you know, drinking your water and all this other shit, you have some people who, for whatever reason, aren't on the same page as you anymore. And that's fine. But for you to keep going you might just have to leave them. Some shit you just have to leave behind. You have to leave behind uh, bad habits, like I said. Eating bad, drinking bad, not exercising, not reading. Some shit you just have to leave behind uh, if you want to make it to the place or uh, a destination that you're, that you're trying to get to. So, again, just think about what's important to you because uh, some shit you're going to have to leave behind. With all due respect. <laughs>